The 2019 edition of What Color Is Your Parachute stated that the average job opening receives more than 130 resumes from candidates who believe they can do the job. This is still often the case in a job market that has low unemployment, especially for those preferred jobs, you know, the jobs that everybody wants. So how does one compete? How does one even get noticed in this sea of resumes? This is what we'll be unpacking today. Welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. Our guest today is Shane Anderson. He's the Director of Human Resources at Penn Business Network, one of the fastest growing data marketing platforms in the country. Prior to his time as the Director of Human Resources, he spent nearly a decade and a half in the Human Resources and Readiness role for the U.S. Army. So he's seen both sides of this coin. So during that time, he spent several years focused on recruiting and retention. And honestly, guys, he is considered an expert in the fields of human resources, operation, planning, and training, um, military justice, administration claims, criminal defense, and many other facets of military law. So he brings a good, uh, good, uh, vast knowledge to this subject. So Shane, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's uh, definitely a an honor to be able, uh, to come on and share some of the the stuff that I've learned kind of throughout my you know both my military career and my time as a human resources uh, professional with um, you know my fellow veterans out there and people that are uh, looking uh, to get into the civilian market. So yes, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And I I love that you have. I mean, you've you've been on both sides of this issue, right? You've been you know in the military. You've worn you know the fabric of this country. You've, you've served our country, you've played a role in HR in the military, and then you get out and you're now director of human resources for a, a, you know, a fast-growing company. You've got an impressive back, background. Let's talk about your military story, though, first. You, you joined the Army, uh, you got in, you know, mission and purpose was assigned to you, Shane, and then you start to get on this backside of your career and you start looking at corporate. Um, did you have this anxiety about, man, what am I going to do next and how do I compete? You know, so that's an interesting question. I like to say that I I was very, very fortunate um, in that from as early as the time that I went into basic training, um, you know, through the really the remainder of my career, I had uh, multiple mentors throughout that time period that gave me some different advice. And that advice was... Um, essentially to never forget that the army is just a job and that one day it's going to end. Uh, you know, there was a point, you know, I said in basic training where I had a drill sergeant, um, you know, of course I was a young private and I was just eating everything up and was excited to be in the army and go into the firing ranges. And I thought about, you know, changing my MOS to going into the infantry. And he told me that, you know, at one point he had gotten out of the army and applied for a job with Best Buy and that, you know, when they asked him what he could do, you know, he said, well, I can, you know, shoot expert on any weapon system and I can, you know, run, run real fast for, for long distances. But, you know, he didn't have any skill set that he was able to bring into the civilian, uh, you know, or corporate America environment. 
And yeah. so really as early as from that point, I tried to custom tailor my military career as far as what MOSs I was uh, getting to be something that I knew would bring skills that translate into corporate America. Well, so you started with the end in mind, which I think, you know, and I, I, and I don't have any data to support this statement, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I've got to believe that most who join the military, it, it, well, let me back up. I, I will probably say that some that join the military have a clear idea of where they want to go, what they want to do, and what they want to be through that military service. I think there's a component, um, Shane, that get in and say, man, I'm just showing up and doing the job right? So they don't think of that end in mind. And you sound like somebody that got in there. And I love what you said about mentors. Mentors are so important. Um, and then, yeah. And then having this clear understanding of, you know, your service is just a job and it will end, but you started with the end in mind. So, which is a different approach. I don't know that many do. I think they do like the last 12 months, right? Because it, you know, suddenly you're like, wow, I've got 12 months. Now I got to figure out what I got, what I got to do next. It sounds like you kind of modeled your career, understanding that that 12 months will come sooner than I think. So knowing that though, I mean, at one point you were sitting in front of an HR director working your magic to get hired. How did you even get the interview? Because we get that question a lot as Mike, I send out tons of resumes and never get an interview. How did you get the interview? Sure. No, that's, it's a very good question. And, um, you know, I'm sure there are a, a wide variety of different approaches, but, um, there were a few things that I did, um, to try and increase my odds of getting not just, um, you know, any job or fall into, you know, what you had, you had talked with the previous guest about, um, you know, that job stew, um, but to find a, to be able to get an interview for a job that I actually wanted, that I knew I would enjoy, that I would find, uh, you know, uh, beneficial, I would find challenging um, and rewarding. So I would say the first step is to just go into an understanding that it's a competitive marketplace, even when, you know, the economy, you know, right now is doing well and you know unemployment numbers are down it is still a very competitive market um you know just for example uh you know a job that we have opened up just last friday so you know a couple days ago uh on over the weekend i come in and we had over 200 resumes already um and applications for that one position so the first thing is to understand that when you're submitting your applications and your resume, that you're going to get a thousand no's or zero responses until you finally get that one yes. And so you need to be patient and just continue pushing. That's step one, let's call it. Yeah, but let's talk about the pushing, Shane, for a second. So what does that mean? So I send my resume and let's take your example. I think it's a great example. 200 resumes sitting there, you know, and we're talking about number one, how do I get my resume to the top of the box, but how do I even get noticed? Right. So I submit and you say, keep pushing. What does that mean? Should I reach out to you or to somebody in that company to say, Hey, I want to let you know, I've applied for this job. I would love, you know, I appreciate the consideration. What, I mean, what do you, you advise there? Yes. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. So I can tell you, uh, every single time, uh, because oddly, 
it doesn't happen as much as you would think that it would. Uh, you know, out of those 200 plus resumes we have, uh, as of right now, nobody has reached out directly via email, you know, phone call, uh, anything to try and separate themselves from the pack. You know, say, hi, I just wanted to reach out and let you know I've submitted an application for this position. Um, you know, I really think I have the skill set and the, the work ethic that you guys are looking for to help, you know, increase the value of what you're trying to do. And I'd appreciate a chance to be able to talk with you more about that. Every time we have somebody that does that, it automatically increases their visibility. It, it, it forces me almost subconsciously, right, to find their resume and look through it versus if that doesn't happen, when I have a stack of resumes, I'm going through and I'm spending about, you know, five to 10 seconds when you have that many and I'm skimming through really that first page. Okay. So you want to have the key ingredients on that first page and you want to have them at the top. Uh, because if I'm, if I'm hiring for a position, there are going to be certain key words um, or key certifications or skill sets that we need. So that's what I'm looking for in that five to 10 seconds. And if I see that, I'm automatically going to slide that resume to my left. And that's a yes, meaning that person at least is going to get a phone call. If I don't see that, because maybe they have it on page two, or they just haven't clearly identified how their skill set relates to the position we have, I'm going to slide it to my right. And it's going to go in the no pile. Is that fair? Probably not. But when we're going through so many resumes and we have to make moves in a you know relatively quick manner, uh, we don't have a lot of time to spend actually digging deep into each person's resume until we get a yes and no pile kind of established from you know the skill sets that we noticed on those resumes. Does that make sense? Men, oh yeah, totally. I mean, it, 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 uh, you know, as, as you're talking about this and you're talking about, you know, sliding things to the right and the left. And I think we've become such an automated society, uh, you know, that we just kick it out there and we expect all the work to be done on the HR part. And what I really hear you saying is, no, no, you've, you put your resume, which is kind of your profile. This is your best foot forward. Uh, but be sure that you're clearly helping me understand how you're going to help me solve the issue problem position that I've opened up. How are you going to add value to it and make that very clear on the front side of that and be sure that you reach out and separate yourself. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, in my notes or, you know, at the top of the, the show, I said something about 130 plus resumes, right, per job. And you just shared 200 for one job. Um, right. And as I hear that, you know, I'm thinking, you know, as you and I both who have, you know, worn the uniform, you know, we were either giving orders or taking orders. And so we're so used to following a process, which is, okay, the job is open. I'm going to slide my packet uh, that way and I'm going to wait, you know, and hopefully I get called by the board, right? Right. You know, um, hopefully that happens, uh, but there's not a whole lot of work to do. And now we're having to shift that mindset as veterans say, wait a second, there is a process, but understand you need to, you need to be smart about how you do this process. What? So I say all that. Shane, to say, what are some of the common mistakes made by veterans who apply for jobs that you see? 
No, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, so there's there's a handful that I see that are um, common mistakes, and they're common mistakes, I think, um, because that's, first of all, we're doing things or being taught to do things the way it was done back in the 80s. Um, and I'd say number two is we just don't understand how a business owner uh, makes hiring decisions when we've spent a career in the military, yeah, right? Yeah. We completely separate universes. So uh, the first thing I would say is, and this is going to sound harsh, but I really want to help the listeners, right? Don't think that your rank matters. Yeah. Right? A lot yeah. of people, um, you know, if, if they, ha- you know, reach a senior NCO, you know, rank or a senior officer rank, you know, they almost have the resume drafted where it comes across that, well, because I, you know, I achieved this rank and I, you know, managed 5,000 troops, um, you know, I should be the only person that you're looking at for this executive position. When in reality, the rank doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter to a lot of organizations that you manage 5,000 people because, say, a company only has 50, right? You're almost overqualifying yourself. So I think it's really important that you, first of all, are aware of what job specifically you're looking to apply for and that you're tailoring your resume to fit that that company's needs. So does that mean that you have to hide your rank or hide that you manage 5,000 troops? Absolutely not. That's something to be proud of, but that's not what you want to lead with on your resume. You want to say, uh, you know, that you're an expert in, you know, leadership and in training and professional development, you know, some of those actual skills rather than leading with, you know, a senior rank and a, you know, a huge bullet point such as that, right? Leading 5,000 troops. Another thing is, um, and this isn't something that affects the way I make decisions, obviously, personally, but I know I've heard from other uh, people in my field that when people put transitioning service member uh, on their resume, that it it's a turnoff for them, yeah. right? Um, and it's because it it almost looks like you're saying, uh, you know, I, I want this job because I'm going to be homeless if I don't have it. Right. Oh, interesting. Um, oh, I never like, thought of that, but that's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so again, is it something that you should not put on your resume? Of course not. Like that service is something to be proud of and you're going to bring a skill set, and you're going to bring uh, a, perf- a level of professionalism to whatever organization is smart enough to hire you. Um, that nobody else that you're competing against will be able to do. It's just making sure that you are wording it the right way so that it captures uh, the attention of whether it's an HR professional or the business owner themselves um, so that you can get them to actually spend more than 10 seconds on your resume and to actually go through the entire thing. And then, you know, again, get, get that phone call you're looking for. Um, those are probably the biggest mistakes I would say, you know, again, assuming rank is going to give you an edge, uh, 
putting transitioning service member and then putting bullet points or you know accomplishments on your resume that don't really apply. So ultimately what I'm saying is yep. tailor it. Tailor your resume to the job you're looking for. Um, and at, on the previous question, the thing I was going to throw in there also is something um, uh, that you should do is write a cover letter, right? A lot of people don't do that. You know, when I see a cover letter, it says, you know, normally it'll say something like, you know, dear pin business network, because that's the name of my company, right? Or it'll say dear hiring manager or, you know, however they address it. And then they, you know, you just go through and say, um, you know, I am excited about the opportunity to be able to apply for this position with your company. I see that your company is doing this, uh, which, you know, is an amazing field, which I'm very talented in, and I'd really love an opportunity to be able to share with you the skill set that I bring to your team. A cover letter absolutely helps you, especially in the world of, you know, computers where most applications are being submitted on, you know, different websites, you know, whether it's Indeed or ZipRecruiter or, you know, LinkedIn. Um, A lot of them are coming that way more than old school where they're applying directly at the company's website you know, or mailing in their resume, what, what happened. So you will actually take time to read a cover letter though. Is that right? I mean, you'll see that and you'll pause with that, with that bump your time spent from five seconds to 10 seconds, maybe on that resume. Yes. 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 Because it tells me, because, you know, again, before I was working for, uh, you know, this company, I was in the spot of all these other veterans where I was just, essentially shotgunning my resume to every job on earth that I wanted and that I knew I would do well at. Uh, And I've learned more, you know, over the time, obviously throughout my career as an HR professional that any little thing you can do to give you an edge, such as a cover letter, because a cover letter tells me that you're not just shotgunning your resume, but that you actually stopped, you sat down, you looked at our company, and then you wrote a personalized introduction. And that that already tells me that you're, you're more invested, or at least you're going to appear more invested in the position than somebody that's just you know, hit submit on a resume that they've had built for months, and they're sending it to a thousand companies, uh, you know, a week. Yep. No, that totally makes sense. So let's talk, and I love this, and I've summarized this, and I think we'll, we'll wrap up and summarize this. But, but before we do, I, I want to talk a little bit about your company because you're, you know, one of the fastest growing data marketing platforms in the country. Um, where it's no wonder why you get two hundred plus resumes. But who succeeds in your company? Like, are there other veterans inside your company that are succeeding well? And if so, why are they why are they succeeding? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yep, the other veterans here uh, are succeeding um, and they're succeeding because, well, for a number of reasons. I mean, first of all, there is an expectation almost that comes naturally when a company is hiring a vet that that individual is going to be a more natural leader, that they're going to have a stronger work ethic. that they're going to be more disciplined in how they're doing and executing, you know, their job responsibilities. Um, So the individuals we have here that are 
uh, previously military, uh, absolutely have those assets and we see those day in and day out. So you, and you guys are expanding, correct? You guys are growing. Are there, how do people learn about the positions that are open inside your company? Yeah, sure. So, yep, we're definitely growing. Um, you know, we are, like you stated, we're a data company that uh, does marketing. And that's really what makes us different um, from any other company in the country. Um, you know, there's, there's a dime a dozen marketing companies out there. But what we do is we have an ability to collect information and data and use that data to more target the the market or the consumers that our clients want to walk through their front door so the positions that we have um, that are you know that are open um, are you know we, we have a lot of marketing related and data specific jobs so you know whether it's a a data analyst or a data scientist or a web developer um, or, you know, um, a networking professional uh, all the way to, you know, graphic design and paid media specialists and, um, you know, social media managers. Um, and we're, we are consistently hiring um, in almost every field because of the success that we're having and, you know, the, the amount of time that we're growing. So if, if individuals, you know, are out there and they they want to learn more about what we're doing and how they can, uh, you know, get a chance to be interviewed for a position, they can go either to our website, uh, which is pinbusinessnetwork.com, which is P-I-N businessnetwork.com, um, or they can contact me directly um, at my email address, which is just S Anderson, which is A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N at PIN, P-I-N-B-N, which is bravonovember.com. Um, and then I'd be happy to, uh, you know, make sure that their resume uh, gets into the yes pile for sure. So they, you know, at least are given uh, an interview, um, you know, so, so they have a, a fair shake. I think that's the, the least we can do for vets out there. Uh, see, that's so awesome. And Shane, this has been so valuable because you, you talked, you know, several things that are, you know, how to get your, you know, your resume to the top of that pile, you know, be sure you have a cover letter, love that, you know, be clear on how you add value to the position and, and back it up, right? Like do that at a glance, like, so that I can see that, right? Um, call, like, don't just throw it out there and hope, but follow up, like call, like get in touch with you. Um, and I love the little not to do's too, which is like, you know, scrap the rank. I mean, you can, you know, mention it, but don't think that that's going to get you, you know, 10 extra points, you know, in a private company, uh, you know, scrap the transitioning service member. I'd never thought about that. Like, if you don't hire me, I'm going to be homeless. I, I didn't, I didn't think about that, but that's, it's, that's pretty powerful. You know, something that I do, um, you know, when people ask, you know, my background, uh, you know, I just say, you know, served world's greatest Navy, right? I mean, I and I always thought, geez, if I was in the job market, I'd probably put that on a resume. Like, you know, that's what I'd put. Um, whether or not that'd be effective or not, but it it certainly it opens conversation and dialogue, right? So, um, absolutely, yeah. You know, and and putting military service on your resume, you know, you absolutely should have that on there. Um, it's just making sure that that what you did for the military and what those skills that you you learned and performed uh, are wording them 
in a way that the business owner is going to understand and that they'll be able to clearly see how you're going to help push their company to the goals that they're aiming for. Yeah, I love that. Shane, I got to thank you for being on the show. What I, would you give our listeners your email address again? Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, it's S. Anderson, so Sierra Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N, at PIN, B-N, which is uh, P-I-N-B, as in Bravo, and as in November, dot com. Um, and if individuals want to reach out uh, about my company, you know, they're welcome to if they just want me to review, um, you know, their resume and, you know, get some pointers on how I would change it so that I would notice it, you know, from others if they were applying for a position here. Um, you know, anything I can do to help people out there that are, you know, getting ready to jump into the job market um, or currently in the job market and just not having a lot of success with their resume, um, I'm more than happy to help. No, that's awesome. Shane, thanks again for being on the show. For more information regarding PIN, be sure to visit their website at pinbusinessnetwork.com. And for those who are interested in discovering your post-service identity to prepare, plan, execute on your best year ever after transition, you can visit us at operationmilitaryfamily.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Shane, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity and I hope uh, the information that I've given is helpful to those that are listening. Absolutely.